Hey, we're live. We are. Boom. What's up, team? Hey, guys. What's I'm jealous. On? Brett has my T-shirt that I don't even own myself. What? How did I get it? I think you're the only person in the world to have that. Did you win that? One of one. No, it's like it's one of my Patreon things. You have to do three months of my Patreon at a certain tier to get yeah. the shirt. And Brett, yeah. Brett is the only one for three months. <laughs> one person signed up for this month. Someone will get it in two months' time. How the guns looking at? Look that could good. be me. I, that could be me. Next T-shirt. That's me. It could be you if you pay for it. Yeah. All right. Look at that. What are you Whoa. doing over there? Oh. He zoomed in. Hang on, hang on. Take it easy, mate. Take it easy. You got all the tricks over there. All right. Yeah. What's got going here? Hopefully the internet connection's okay all over the world. We got the president of Swimming Twitter, Kyle Sockwell, with us. We got Sonny Trigg, the South African swim coach. <laughs> sort of. Not anymore. Now he's back in England. So, uh, Sonny, how about you just uh, start this podcast off? Tell us what you've been doing, where, where you've been, how uh, South African national championships were. South South African nationals were crazy. Like, uh, take every good meet you've ever been at and then forget about it because these guys just have things differently. First of all, the pool stopped being heated the day before the meet, because it has currents. Mm. So mm. Every day, the pool got a degrees cooler. Uh, my last day was day four of, the, of six days. Uh, Chad raced the 200 fly final in 22.8 degrees water. <laughs> and it wow. apparently got cooler after I left. So, like, you know, wow. when you see these times, and we'll talk about fast swims in a minute, but you see these times, take them with that grain of salt. That's what's going on. Um, there, was, there was other things, like... There was at one point, by the way, I was sneaking on the poolside because I'm not a member of South African Swimming, so I'm not a coach there. So I was sneaking on the poolside every day. What? And at one point, the organizers, they come up to me and they go, hey, Sonny, your boy Max is in the 400 free first event. Yeah. What time do you want him to swim? I was like, well, you know, it was meant to start at 6 o'clock. It's been delayed an hour to 7 o'clock. It's 6.30. Um, how about he just swims at 7? Yeah, but we can get going a bit earlier. We can start in 15 minutes. It's like, my boy's just got him warming up. Let's start at 7. Okay, let's start at seven. And like, that's what's going on. They're talking to me and asking me what time the meet starts. And then the real kicker is, um, so I think I sent the news article into to, to Brett and Nate in our, in our group chat, but um, there was a dead body found in the pool three hours before the heat sessions on the last day. Um, mm. And I, I mean, that's, the, that's what we're dealing with here. Um, three hours before the heat kicked off, 8 a.m. start, and there was a dead body found in the pool. Because some people tried to steal a car from the car parking lot and they went and got revenge because they got chased off by a security guard. It's very sad. In fact, it's, it's terrible. But Horrible. that's, that's kind of what's going on. Wow. Um, well, it's, a different, it's a different world over there. But, um, you know, I got back to the UK, yeah, Monday. So I've been back about 48 hours now. We're having a little reset. And then we, uh, we're heading off to, to Dubai for our next month training camp. And we've still got a lot of South Africans with us. So we're going to have, um, we're obviously going to have Chad. We're going to have a few of the other South Africans that were training with us. And we've got one other kid from South Africa that I think a lot of people know of. But I don't think I can say who it is yet, but he's damn fast and he's uh, <laughs> he's going to be a big deal real soon. Right, so work out yourself. 
<laughs> You're really <laughs> limiting it. <laughs> so other than uh, other than Chad winning his 13th consecutive 200 butterfly, uh, national crazy, title, right? yeah. what, what, who who like was the who were the people that were like, oh, that that was a good swim, or who was the people that surprised you that we don't know their names? So I mean, you do know his name, but Peter Kotze, he qualified for the Olympics last year in the hundred backstroke at 16. Mm -hmm. This guy is, uh, I mean, he's, first of all, you meet him and you're like, hey, you're 17. And he's like, yes. And he's six foot six, looking <laughs> chiseled. Uh, Chad showed me a picture from three years ago, Nationals, and this kid is like four foot two and a child. And now he's like towers over everyone. But, <laughs> um, you know, you know, he's, he, he's swimming everything. In South Africa, they race everything. Like, they don't like armor fly swimmer, just do the 50, 100 fly. They, they race mm. everything. So he was against Chad in the 50 fly. And then 10 minutes later, he's on the pool again, 53, 900 backstroke. Um, and then he let off relay two days later against Matt Sates and Chad in the 53 and he schools them goes 22-1 I'm like mm. you swim freestyle I was like ah I swim 53 now I guess 22-1 <laughs> like, like it's a serious time it's a serious time a serious and then time, he, yes. he, gets, he gets back in and does the 200 backs time trial and goes 156-9 so oh. I mean like this wow. got 53 mm. two back he come third in the 100 fly behind Chad and Matt he's a real real talented boy and he's still swimming all the events um and then i mean the other big one and i was going to mention this as my fast swim girl but lara van niekirk i literally turn up first session of the meet woman's heats and i see this girl go 29 7 50 breaststroke she's 17 mm. this pool is as i said it's cold it's not you can stand up at the other end it's, it's 1.6 meters i think at the shallow end um 1.4 meters and she goes 29 7 and then she beats Tatiana in the 100 breaststroke, 105.7, um, leads from the start to finish. So wow. she was a very special talent. And I think, you know, everyone's going to know her name after Worlds and Commies are done. Wow. South African women on that breaststroke. She's not uh, She's not swimming with... Um, no, she's coached uh, by a guy called Eugene. Um, so Rocco coaches Kaylin Corbett right, and uh, Tatiana. Um, and then Eugene coaches uh, coaches Lara. Mm. Impressive. Wow. Well, a little bit of a shock. Well, that's good. Well, um, glad you had a nice trip, uh, even though you're only going to be home for a little bit. I was talking to Tom Rushton, so um, I've been yes. actually talking to him a lot because I've been trying to send him some clocks. But uh, said, looks yeah. like they're this looks like they're in Stockholm, and he's not in Stockholm anymore. So I'm going to figure out what to do with those clocks. But, um, anyways. Uh, uh, Sockwell, what about you? Some just like ridiculous amounts of fast swimming over the weekend, uh, Italian championships, British trials, Canadian trials. I mean, you mm. name it, we were having it. Uh, what was the most impressive uh, of the weekend for you? Um, I'm just going to be boring and say Lucas Martin's out of Germany. <laughs> no. Um, I know it's shocking, right? Yeah. Um, that 741 is, is gas. I mean – I don't think anyone really expected that. And the way he split it too is like three, I think it was 351, 349. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 519. And I didn't really do the math for the second four, but like to get anywhere near 740 is crazy. I don't think anyone expected to see that happen. Uh, especially if, I think he was 746 at, uh, at Tokyo. So, I mean, he was dirty in the, in the 400. I mean, we, everyone knows about that, that 341. And then to come back and, and go 741 in the, the 800. Dude's fast. 
Dude's fast. I mean, the depth is is kind of the the recurring theme here too. With like NCAA's being as deep as it was, I think Worlds is going to be the same. It's going to be mm-hmm. everyone's just going off. Mm-hmm. The thing that to me is the most interesting is like Germany's like turned a corner here, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, they had success like at the Olympics. Florian Welbrock, you know, won a gold medal in the, in the in the 10k. He brought home some hardware in the in the, the the did he win the mile? No, Fink did. No, but he medaled in the mile. Um, yeah. Now you got this guy who's his training partner, right? So he's training with him every single day. He went 1440 last couple weeks ago, and mm-hmm. he's got the world le- leading 200 time. So now, like, he's a 200, 400, 800 mile. Like, the guy, he can swim them, swim them all. Yeah. And I mean, that 800 free, 741, 743, 745. That's a pretty good top three there in the 800. Um, but then on the women's side, I mean, she didn't really swim all that fast. But based on where I'm assuming she's at in training, Summer McIntosh is going to be scary at Worlds. Um, I mean, she was like 207 in the two fly. She was swimming the four, she like 405 in the 400 or something like that. And then, I mean, she's like four. Low 430s in the 400 IM, probably in practice. Um, so, I mean, I think she's probably pretty beaten down. She's going to the meet, obviously. Um, I think well, she's it's, Im- scary. it's impressive, too. Like, their coach, Ben Titley, has left, right? Mm-hmm. And boom, she didn't, like, skip a beat. Same thing with Josh Lando. Had, had him as a coach. Boom, comes in, doesn't skip a beat, breaks two Canadian records, takes down Brent Hayden's 50 freestyle record. Goes 50.8 in the 100 butterfly. By far, hands down, like Canadian male, best male Canadian swimmer they've had in ages. Um, so I'm sure they're tickled about that. Yeah, and as a, a 15, 16 year old as well, that's that's what's really impressive. You know, something like that when I was 15 would have rocked my world and I would have taken two weeks off of swimming. She just rolled right into the pool and just was, I mean, right on beat. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, the coaching change is, is never easy. So, you know, world championships will be interesting, but I mean, like I said, 15, 16 years old, she's, she's lights out. It's going to be fun to watch. I mean, summer was 401 in the 400, two second PB. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, 401. Yeah. I knew there was one so, swim yeah, where I was yeah. like, oh boy. So I mean, yeah. imagine I just wanted to make sure we knew, like, she's swimming real fast. And, and McIntosh. Yeah, well, I think look, uh, I think it's a fair call, and and she is incredible. I think even even Ben has admitted that. Like, look, she she's a freak, you know. But you know, you got to give some credit to Ben in terms of the job that he's done and and the impact that he can have at a major meet like that. When your back's against the wall and you're up against a Ledecky or a Titmus and, and these types of people, then Ben is going to be a factor. You know, whether it be large or small, those those great coaches can seem to get the best out of their, their athletes when they need them the most. So again, it'll be interesting. I wish her all the best. And obviously she's a, an incredible talent. So it'll be fun to watch her. Um, I think you guys are overlooking two. Um, one special German. Uh, I interviewed him yesterday, Raphael Miroslav, who became the first German in history to swim 47 in the 100 freestyle. Now that, that was a stat that kind of shocked me a little bit. We haven't had a German swim 47 until a couple of days ago and uh and he's the first he's swimming in indiana freshman year just finished his freshman year and um 
you know, kind of an untapped type of potential of like, he, he doesn't even know how good he can be and, and, and how he's like, what I said to him yesterday on the podcast, which we'll release here soon is that back in 2000, we had Peter Van and Hugenbein swim at 47 for the first time. And everyone was like, Holy shit. Like what the hell? That's like a, a whole nother leap forward for our sport. And here we have this kid, I get him on the podcast and he had no idea how he swam 47. It's just like, oh yeah, that was, yeah, I just got up and did it. And it's like, Psh. like how, how far has the sport progressed where you've just got like 19 year olds, not even knowing how they go 47 anymore. It's just like, ah, oh, everybody's doing it. So why, why can't I, you know? So it's, it's interesting that whole, I don't know. It's one of the questions I asked him is like, why has that evolution happened? You know, I mean, Kyle, what's your, what's your thoughts on an evolution like that where kids these days are just getting up and doing swims that we thought were just incredible 20 years ago. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, we, we were texting about the fact that it seems like everyone goes 21 something, 47 something mm -hmm. and like 146 and the 200 free. Mm -hmm. I, I had somebody respond to me because I tweeted, I forget what it was. There were, there were two guys that were, I forget which meet, um, the top two, I think it was British. It was like 21, seven, 21, nine. Somebody responded to me and was like, 21.9 is not that good. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, let's let's take a deep breath here. Just because the sport is imploding doesn't mean that 21.9 isn't good. Mm. Um, especially because I think it was like Ben Proud that went 21.9. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, you need to you need to shut up for a second. Um, but yeah, and we saw it at NCAAs. Um, we're we're seeing it in age groups swimming too, which is the really interesting thing, is people are focusing on how fast NCAAs are and they're making all these excuses. Like we've got fifth years, we've got this, we've got that, but it, it, that's not the case. Um, you know, we had one heat at NCSAs, I think where like six girls in the 200 back would have qualified for NCAAs. And then that was the trend throughout the meet. There were a ton of swimmers, like top two, top three that would have qualified for what was the deepest NCAAs in history. Mm. And so I think really what's happening, it's gotta be a training thing and it's gotta mm. be a training thing paired with, just the depth of talent that we have in the sport now. Yeah. Um, you know, as it grows, we're just going to get more bodies, more raw athletes into the sport that we can develop in a different way. And then specializing them and really starting to think about like what we're trying to accomplish, I think is a little bit different as well. Yeah. Just because, I mean, we're coming from this era where we had, we were just a cardio sport. We were just doing cardio and getting really fit putting on swimsuits and getting tan and swimming in a pool. And then now we're like, Hmm, if I need to go 200 meters and a hundred or a minute 45 plus, I need really, really good cardio for two minutes, maybe to give me a little bit of a buffer, but that first eight strokes, that first 20 strokes, that first 40, we're starting to break it down into that, that kind of a race. Mm -hmm. um, now, when you get into the, the conversation about Germany, and when we're going up to the 800 and starting to mess around with those records and the 800 and the mile, I don't know. That's just got to be better nutrition, better sleep, better, better everything. Um, I think we're just smarter and we have more people to kind of boil it down into to one sentence. Yeah. Sonny, a lot of questions on the vlogs. What's happening here? Yeah, so first Nationals vlog went live um, like an hour ago. And I'm gonna try and yeah, I've just edited another one. Um, that's gonna go, it's gonna go live tomorrow. So yeah, we should get about four vlogs from nationals. So yeah, they're coming out. Sweet. Um, Pump them out. What did you guys think of British uh, British trials, eh? Um, 
I mean, there was a few standout swimmers in my mind, like uh, my boy Lewis Burris, another Middle East kid, um, mm. 21-7 to beat Benedict 53 and 47-8 in the 100. Yeah, he's he's a great lad. Um, mm. Great celebration. Really too. nice to see him. Mm. Yeah, oh, mate, yeah. Like, he's very raw with the celebrations, and he had he had some pretty formal interviews afterwards. But, like, <laughs> yeah. like cr- crazy story about him is uh, he, he went to two, two uh, unis, uh, in America and just didn't really get on with it. Um, and I remember he messaged me like a year ago and he was just, like, and he, he told me I've messaged everyone. I've messaged James. I've messaged Ian Hume at Loughborough. I've messaged, um, he might even message you, Brett. Like he messaged everyone saying like, what should I do? I want to be good again. And, um, you know, he put himself out there and he's done a year with Zoe and he's absolutely killed it. Like it's been brilliant well, to see. Well, um, crazy story about him. I actually recruited him to Auburn and he turned me down. He gave me the big fat no. So I, uh, we went hard on, on him, you know, um, myself and Sergio Lopez kind of did a, a double team. We wanted him. We saw the potential. He had it at a young age. This kid was good. We knew it. And um, he just brushed us and, and chose, I forget where he went first. South Carolina. He, he went Virginia. He went Virginia with Todd. Oh, that's Virginia right. Yeah. Yeah. He went to UVA. I went to U. Was that UVA first? Okay, and I was he like, lost, right, he yeah. Lost. yeah, I, I he thought lost it was like a, a good months. decision, but at the time I was kind of just, you know, butthurt. I'm like, damn, he chose somebody else over me. I thought I could do a really good job with this kid, and then he went to a few unis. And you're right, he reached out to me last year, and we kind of went back and forth. We talked, and I'm like, I'm always open to helping, you know, young kids, and um, I didn't help him that much, but you know, had great conversation with him, and he seems to have found his feet with with Zoe and. He's killing it. So good on him. You know, I hope I hope it continues. Like I said to you, Kyle, on Twitter, like it's one thing to do it at the meet. And this is where we get into that Cameron McAvoy kind of situation where, you know, you pump a 47 flat out at nationals and everyone's like, oh, this is incredible. And then, you know, at the Olympics, you go 48-1 or whatever it was. And it's like you can't leave your best swims at nationals, right? You know, and thank God the pool's only 22 degrees in, in South Africa because there's no way they could leave their best swims at nationals. So it's like... You know, sometimes it's even better that way. But don't leave this swim, Lewis, at at that championship. I saw the celebrations. I saw the post meet, you know, interviews, and he was getting very deep. And I'm like, this is just a step. This isn't the the meet, you know. But you know, good for you. And I think you, we're going to watch it, are we? Yeah, I mean, there's some great footage from the stands that I love to watch. His, his stroke rate is mad. That is insane. <laughs> yeah, no, wait, because uh, that's Ben Proud in the lead, right? Oh, it and is. underneath him he is just Lewis. And watch him. He ben. just ate yeah. his lunch. Oh. Boom. Oh, okay. A little bit of a flatter This guy's not a, a great starter. He can swim. Uh, he's a little bit like Bruno Fratis, a little flatter on his stroke. Not, say, not great off the block either, but yeah, like he first went up, straight up. Literally, mm. first one up. Mm. But here he goes. My, uh, my good coach is 10 years old. Yeah. Okay. Well, his last 20 meters were ridiculous. He just held on his to his last speed. Five were even even better. He didn't accelerate. He just held his speed better than Ben. Ben kind yeah. of slowed down. Mm-hmm. Interesting. 
Yeah, Zoe, Zoe is going out to uh, Western Australia. They're moving out there. So that'll be an interesting move for both of them. I'm not sure. Is I guess, is it happening before Worlds? I hope not. It's, it's happening now. Like So Lewis is in Dubai again. That's where home is for him. And he's going to be two weeks in Dubai. So we're going to catch him for the tail end. Hopefully we'll get a session in with him um, uh, middle next week. Vlog. And then, yeah, he uh, heads to Australia. So wait, yeah. wait a second. He is British though, right? Mm-hmm. He's British, but but, but he grew up but, swimming in Dubai for Hamilton Aquatics. Yep, Ash Ash Morris. So yeah. he started at Hamilton when Ash started at Hamilton. So Ash had this brilliant cohort of like nine and ten year olds, including Joe Page, who's a forty nine long course freestyler, um, and a few other boys who have been you know great through the years. And and Lewis was always the best one, and it was always sad when Lewis stopped swimming because you know you can see how much potential he's got to offer, and it was great to see him come back and. Sort of do that, but yeah, Ash coached him from ten to eighteen until we went to gotcha. Virginia. Mm. Gotcha. It's another good one there. That that Flynn Southern, sixteen-year-old. Mm-hmm. From what I've heard, I haven't seen this guy swim. Has anyone seen him in action? But from what I've heard, he's got a pretty, pretty technique, kind of like a Popovich. Um, I'm hearing. Has anyone seen it? I, I, I watched it one of his hundred threes last year, and he like went forty-eight split in twenty-four, twenty-four. Like he just even split a forty-eight long course at fifteen. And I was like, I was like, that's not normal, is it? <laughs> no, no. He's got some talent too, this kid, I guess. Um, we do have another 50 freestyle real quick. This is Josh yeah. Leendez 53. Mm. And I, again, like, I just think the cell phone footage is the best. Is this, is this is fastest in the year now, right? Yeah, fastest this is, uh, yep, 21.63. That's a better start. Mm. Yeah, that breakout looks oh – it, it almost looked too strong. <laughs> mm, he's crushing this field. Jesus. I like his yeah. technique better there. He's, he's got nice technique. Yeah, he's big and Oh, look at the guy in lane three going off. I love it. <laughs> Jesus, the guy named Free Will. Jesus, he just caught a massive wave and he's all he's all happy about it. <laughs> Look at him, he's just sitting on his oh, he, he got third, he got third. That means he's going to come off games, I guess. That's why he's probably happy. Too right, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Who's in well, the running for new guy. mayor of Sprint City? Oh. Look at this first row, Jiminy. All right, a couple swims there. I'll tell you what, the 50 is getting getting stacked, you know, in terms of just the heat in the middle. I mean, you've still got, as far as I'm concerned, you've got a couple at the top end who are, who are just there. But, I mean, it's tightening up at that top end, and it's kind of like a bottleneck right now. A lot of kids getting down to that 21.6 range. Pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody goes 18-7 now. Everyone goes 21-6 now. And mm. it's fun to watch. Like, mm. yeah. we just we just shared it. We just watched 250 freestyles, and it only took 20 seconds. You guys want to watch Lucas Martin's 1440 real quick? We'll just bring it up. <laughs> no, Do we can little... watch the last 100, though. Yeah, and get <laughs> the stopwatch out. You see, those, you see those last 50 splits? Firing a little warning shot over at Bobby Fink? Uh-huh. 
Well, seven or twenty six nine and twenty seven zero. Maybe making him rethink that move a little bit. The four hundred though wasn't anything great on the last fifty. It was just the fact that every split was ridiculous. Like I think he dropped point two in the last fifty that four hundred. But yeah, it doesn't he matter. Was like, he was like twenty eight, twenty eight, twenty eight, and then just like twenty seven, twenty seven mid, twenty seven low. Yeah. He swims those races really interestingly. Let me see if I have this was. Yeah, I mean it was quite funny because uh, Craig, or um, obviously will be joining us, and one of Tom's swimmers um, was in the heat in the lane next to him in lane two. And Tom was just like, Sonny, I've just seen Craig or get beaten by 10 seconds in a 400 freestyle. Mm. And I was like, has Craig had a stinker? And he's like, no, Craig was on 350 points, season best. Like, <laughs> you know, it was a de decent swim, PB plus four. But the guy next to him was 341. I was like, sorry, what? And, mm. and we, everyone was about to go race at, in South Africa and everyone just stopped what they were doing and was like, sorry, someone just went 341. Like, yeah. We, we didn't know what had happened. Um, well, and that, say, but it was also right after um, that kid went like 345. Yeah. Yeah. 16-year-old mm. Italian kid. Yeah, mm. like minutes after. Because mm. I posted about that and immediately got a reply that was like, yo, somebody just went 341. I was like, imagine being that kid. <laughs> <laughs> you just drop a bomb and then some dude does something like we, we didn't think we'd see for years. If you were in yeah. Stockholm this past week, you got to watch some amazing races, especially on the men's side where, yeah. um, you know, like like you said, I, I think like even in the 800, like the Norwegian kid was there and um, – Obviously, Wellbrock was he got second. Felix Albach, he's not German, he's Austrian, but he set his national record. He's he's been coming back on and, and something faster. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was a uh, it was it was a super fast meet. Good meet, yeah, very good meet. Why you got Adam Petey up here? What are we talking about him for? Well, I just like, you know, I guess for me, what I wrote in my little newsletter thing was like, this is the year, man. Like this is the year he's gonna get taken out. Like he, his streak, everyone's <laughs> laughing. If there's a year, this is the chance. Yeah, laugh. Dude, he's, I, he, I, I he, see your he point. He swam the slowest I, he's swum in forever. And it's because he hadn't been swimming. I mean, he's been doing everything else. It's, he took a bunch of breaks, and I get it. But now he's like, if, if he's not worried, he's got to be a little bit worried. It, it ain't like he's doing a 57, like no problemo, boom. You know, man, he took the cal cal approach at Pac 12s. All right, let's okay, all, all right. calm I down. Hope you're right. well, he's got let's all calm down. Up. Didn't shave, didn't rest, yeah. just went and did his Adam Pity thing. A yeah, half second on. slower in the 50 breaststroke. Full beard, full beard. Like Moses. Moses. He's got a he's got a baby face. <laughs> I I see what you mean. If it's gonna happen, it's gonna be this year, but I think he has too much time. The last time somebody won a Worlds that wasn't Adam Petey in the 100 breaststroke was this Australian dude named Christian Springer. Boom. So um, now you got Arno Kaminga. You got Martin Nangi, the Italian kid, who just went like 26-1 in the 50. Yeah, that's I have the, I have the exact same thought. I yeah. think this is his year that he's vulnerable, but it's going to take him swimming slow and somebody – really stepping up yeah, I mean, they, if you go 58-0 you're gonna win probably or you're gonna be close like i don't know yeah. if, like how many people are gonna break 58 all right I mean, listen, was really the only it's guy one thing it. it's one thing to be ready 
It's another thing to do it. You're standing next to Adam Petey, okay? Who's going to do it? Who's actually going to do it? Who's going to say, I'm the guy today. Today's it's my race today. All right. Michelangelo. I mean, yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, if, if I'm going to put money on anyone, I would put it on. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm very bullish on Michael Andrew. 59-0 mm. in season for this guy is fast. That's by far the best pressure we've ever had in America. That you can just rip 59-0s unshaved, untapered. Uh, I mean, well, first of all, Michael Andrew is always shaved, and he does feel very well in season. <laughs> Second of all, second of all, you know, Kaminga's been 58-5, I think, two or at least two times now. He's been 58 mid two times. Nicola Martinegi was 58-5 at Italian Nationals, and I presume he's rested because it's Nationals. I mean, there's loads of people coming out, though. Even, like, today there's the 50 breast finals um, in Italy. Uh, we had uh, Benny, Benny Pilato go 29-5, point two off the world record. That's not yeah. messing around. But obviously, men's breaststroke. We had a guy I've never heard of go 26-8. Simone something. Never heard of the guy. 26-8 um, behind, behind Nicolo going 26-4. You know, breaststroke's coming forwards fast. Um, and I wouldn't even be surprised if someone we've never heard of goes 57. Because That's what I was going to bring up. I think, I think especially at U.S. trials too, mm. there's going to be some sneaky names that just pop up. I mean, we usually have that at Olympic trials. Um, mm. I'm just interested to see what happens with like how close – trials are to NCAAs and how that affects people. But I, I think we're going to have some sneaky names jumping up there. Well, based um, off what yeah. we've seen, Kyle, you know, the guys that have gone from NCAAs to trials real quick, they're all swimming fast. All of them, yeah. you know? So already we've, we've, we've got some people out there that have done it. So I think, I look, I think the U S trials is going to be nasty fast. I think it's going to be you know, deep and fast. Um, the pool, the pool will play a factor. It'll be interesting to see how, how they do in, in Greensboro. That that's one factor that has to be taken into account. But yeah, look, I think it's gonna be gonna be tough to get your name on that on that board for to, to be part of the US national team this year. It's gonna be very competitive. And I think something that is worthy of discussion too, eventually, I'm not sure right now, but we need to discuss when these really good athletes miss out on making the national team. Like, you know, a, a 5,800 breaststroker could not make the team to go to Worlds. What's he doing for the rest of the year? You know, what are these what are these top U.S. athletes doing now that World Champs are in June and then, you know, there's no ISL, there's no nothing beyond that and they've got to wait a whole nother year to, to do something? I mean, that's a good point. It's gonna get, gonna get. This is there's a lot of pressure on this meet for people that want to be professional athletes that want to that want to get paid to swim that have um, you know their own websites and their own logos and their own you know social media presence. I mean, all of a sudden that goes away real quick when you don't make the national team. Yeah, for sure. And actually, I think it was something that you were talking to um, Emily Seabom about. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, like there's just. America is the, the most dominant swimming country in the world, always has, always will be. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, you know, we don't we don't have like when, name a giant awesome meet where like every single international superstar comes to to American soil and swims. It doesn't happen very often, if at all. Yeah, as close as you're going to get is NCAAs. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's let's move on. Uh, glad we got our Adam Petey jollies out. Um, all right. University of Michigan, mm. uh, Maggie McNeil, she is going to Cal. 
And now, where did like I predict? I said she was going somewhere. I said she was going to Virginia. I messed that one up. All right, I, but I heard she was going somewhere, so I got yeah, that well, right. That's right. And now, um, now we got uh, Jake Mitchell, uh, American Olympian in the foreign freestyle. He also is transferring to UF uh, to swim under Nesty and swim with that uh, the the great distance group. Um, you know, swim swim just had a pancakes and practice uh, post where. Ledecky was doing 15 100s with Bobby Fink, and dude, she was right there holding 53s from a push. Uh, it, it was amazing to watch. Uh, it really was. Um, that being said, like, what's going on at Michigan? Do you are you guys concerned? I mean, Stockwell. <laughs> put you um, on the spot yeah i'm concerned for sure <laughs> i mean if you've got and everyone was talking about jake at at ncaa's because he just didn't swim that well um and then so to see him transfer isn't isn't all that crazy um and then to go down and swim with ledecky and and bobby and kieran and you know all those guys florida's looking looking nice i mean they looked great at ncaa's i think they got overlooked a little bit I mean, if you can even call it that. I mean, they're one twenty-one one in the Tournament Medley Relay. I don't. Maybe a couple people predicted that. Um, so I mean, Florida, they're they're looking stout. Michigan, I mean, they're bleeding. Um, yeah, I mean, they're losing people. It's hard to recruit like, there. It's freaking cold. What's that? It's cold. It's hard to recruit. To cold. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've heard I've heard rumors about coaching changes and stuff like that. I don't know if there's any validity to it, but. I mean, yeah. when you got this many people leaving, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. And I, I understand people, you know, thinking there might be, you know, coaching shifts going on over there. Because, I mean, it was all within a pretty specific window of time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It is cold. <laughs> um, yeah, they, you know, didn't I, they didn't swim well at NCAAs. I mean, I, I know I saw Patrick Callen come out and he was, you know, doing what he's supposed to do. He's defending his team. He's defending his coaches he's defending his university and and that's um that's totally fine i'm i'm down with that um but swimming slow is i mean it's really slow some of those kids were swimming really slow so yeah. um we'll see uh if jake has a, a better year this year coming up in at florida but well listen i'm not going to say what what michigan is or isn't they've obviously done a great job and they've recruited you know talent for for many years and they've, they've coached them really well so you know in this in this situation what, what i will prefer to say is what florida is i mean florida is a powerhouse right now they got um numbers they've got talent they've got coaches they got everything you could possibly want in a program and they are stacked and they're and they're swimming fast they're winning championships at ncaa's they're getting everything and um it'll be interesting to see where they take it, you know, like they've got the trials coming up then they've got, you know, uh, you know, NCAAs next year, Olympics after that. So it's like, it's all happening for Florida. If, if something's going to happen big for Florida, it's going to happen now. They have everything they could possibly want. And it seems like they're positioning themselves to just be the powerhouse team. So be interesting to see how it all pans out. I mean, good for them. It's they've definitely got it clicking down there. That's for sure. Speaking of college coaching changes, we got a bunch. I think Sockwell, I think you uh I think you dropped the uh the, you broke the news today on Twitter, is that right? Uh yeah, yeah. Um a couple of different newses, I guess. Um there's a lot of shifting going on. 
Um, I got a tip that apparently Dakota Luther is in the transfer transfer portal as a graduate transfer too. Um, and so, I mean, that's not really a coaching thing, but there's just a lot of shifting going on in the NCAA yeah. right now. I don't think we've really ever had a off-season, quote-unquote, where we've seen this much going on. And I don't even think we're near anywhere near the end of it. I think there's going to be a lot more um, shifting going on. But no, Notre Dame's got a new head coach. Dartmouth does not. Um, and I've heard that uh, Jesse's headed over to Cal. Uh, it hasn't been 100% confirmed yet, but it makes sense. Um and the tips that I've gotten are, are super legit. So, yeah, there's a lot of shifting going on. Um, the Hawaii coaching position is still open. Um, I mean, I don't beautiful know. Beautiful pool with some beautiful green pace clocks. <laughs> who was that? Who was that, Cal? Who who left? Uh, so it hasn't been confirmed yet. Um, but I forget. Hold on one second. Who was the assistant at Cal under Terry this year? The assistant coach... I know who it was because I looked it up, but I'm just forgetting. And so, and then there's a coaching change at UVA. So somebody, someone left there. Danny Corman. Danny Corman. Okay. I was DMing with a few people after I announced this stuff. And then we just started talking about, um, you know, how these, you know, some of these head coaching positions and we're seeing shifts over towards, you know, assistant coaching at larger universities and then back and forth. And it's, I just started going down a rabbit hole of like the trajectory of a college coach, you know, to get into one of these power five head coaching positions. And it's really interesting to watch kind of like, or I was thinking about like how I would build the perfect like career. Would I go swim at my or go coach in my alma mater, get an assistant coaching position at a bigger university or a head coaching position at a smaller university and then jump back and forth. So, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I think we're going to see five or six more coaching changes in the next like week or two weeks. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. Sonny, have you ever thought about coming to America to coach? I honestly, before I started doing energy standard and all this, my, like my biggest dream of coaching would be in college, but I don't have a college degree. So I don't think I can get a job in a college without a degree. Mm. Yeah. So I think, that, I think my dream's is over. <laughs> <laughs> that is the hiccup yeah yeah but i think i think i'm all right i'm coaching some 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 good guys now and we've got some good things going on but yeah hey that hawaii job i say no to yeah yeah well there's some more coaching changes going on but they're happening near you you want to speak real quick on jamie and ian and their new roles yeah yeah so obviously um uh we lost uh one of the bath national center coaches it was dave mcnulty and Aussie boy, Joel Fink. Um, and he went back to Australia earlier this year. So we, we knew someone was going to have to fill the role. And I spoke to Jamie a little bit during ISL and I, kn I knew he was pretty keen. Um, and I know a few other people that are pretty keen as well. But no, Jamie's great. Uh, obviously, he's been coaching at DaVenture for a while now. He's the one who brought Jacob Whittle into the world, uh, who's from 48-2 at 17 uh, last week at British Trials. He also coaches a few other great swimmers. One of his girls, Mia, went, I think, too flat for 203. She's like, she's pretty young still. And also a good friend of mine who was actually in the vlogs last year in Dubai um, during lockdown was one of his swimmers. So we had a, a few back and forths about the session she was doing with me there. But no, he's a great coach. And that's really exciting that he's going to be heading up the National Centre down at Bath with, with, with McNulty. Um, 
So, and, and I think he's like, I think they've brought him in quite nicely because he's been working at Loughborough quite a bit, um, you know, alongside Mel. So I think they've probably uh, brought him into that national centre role quite nicely. Um, and then obviously Ian Wright is now over in Scotland, uh, Scotland national centre coach. Uh, he was, was he Glasgow before Edinburgh? Glasgow, he was Glasgow before. And he actually used to coach down in Hatfield, which is like my, my home club's rival club. So I remember seeing him on deck quite a bit back in the early 2010s. So, yeah, I think it's positive coaching changes all around in the UK as well. Good stuff. Yeah, I mean, they, they're they stacked. I mean, they, they know what they're doing over there. They seem to be figuring it out. And you've got some incredible coaches on the deck over there now. So, they're, they're very formidable. You know, people, a whole group of coaches that I think are competitive worldwide in terms of the, the grouping. You know, like you've got Australian coaches that are grouped up well, American coaches. This seems like a a nation of coaches that is just grouped up well to perform at the highest level, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's really good. Um, and, and British swimming's improving. I mean, world, we've just talked about fast swimming, so world swimming is going well, and that's, uh, you know, definitely down to the, the level of coaching nowadays. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. What else we got here, Nate? On the podcast. On the pod, yeah. Tomorrow. So we're releasing tomorrow. Who are we Seabom. Emily Seabom. Yeah. Emily Seabom. Yeah. Good one. It was a really interesting, um, you know, after the Olympics, she went basically straight into a situation where she was doing a reality TV show with it within about 10 or 12 days of coming off the Olympics. She went into a lockdown of, of this reality TV show. And, um, she kind of exposed some things on that, on that show of how, you know, especially one of the things that was big that came out of it was she, she discussed, the amount of money that the top Australian athletes make. And she said it was $30,000. And on this reality show, there was other famous athletes from different sports. And they were like, what, you, you make $30,000 to be the world's best swimmer? And they're like, you're kidding me. Like, we make a couple hundred grand. Like, we make a million dollars. And she's like, I make 30 grand. And she, so that was like big news that came out of this reality show that Australian swimmers are paid pretty pathetically for for how they're kind of revered in Australia, you know, they're held up as mm -hmm. like these gods, especially when they come off the Olympics and they're making peanuts, you know? So we, we went into that. We talked about that kind of thing and we talked about her future and the excitement and she's got a new training group. She's with Michael Ball. Everybody seems to be with Michael Ball right now and swimming fast down in Australia. He's, he's crushing it. Um, Michael Ball is actually on our app, Sonny, any question and you can get on any yep. question and, and listen to him. Um, so, a lot of a lot of good stuff coming there. So there's that, and then, like I said, I interviewed um, Raphael, Raphael, and then yesterday I did a podcast with Matteo Junta. Is how you pronounce yep. his name, Matteo Junta. He is getting married to Federica Pellegrini in August. I mean, what a wedding that is going to be, you know? Um, the the first lady of Italian swimming right there. I mean, she's a she's a superstar over in Italy. Yeah. So we talked about that. Um, which is exciting. So yeah, there, there's a couple of podcasts in the works. Um, good stuff. I don't know. That's about it. Yeah. I like the Seabomb one. It's interesting because she's spent on the national team for like 15 or 16 years or something. She's been there mm. since she's 14. She's 30 now. Mm. Right. And she talks a little bit about like how it's just really weird. Like all of a sudden now she's the mom of the team mm. and things have changed. And what was really interesting was like, she was explaining how, when you're 14, 15, 16, like you just love swimming, you love racing and it's coming to easy to her and it wasn't no big mm. deal. 
then all of a sudden she's, you know, she's got like pressure to like pay bills yeah, <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah. pressure to make the next Olympic team and pressure yeah. to stay on the national team and, and how that has just like changed the outlook of like all of her swimming. And what was most amazing, I think was like, she just swam her first swim practice yesterday or the day before you recorded that podcast since the Olympics, I think. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. She just swam and um, she just she got took like back a massive and, break. Yeah. You know what I loved about her? And I think we hear this a lot with, with top athletes, the, the, the best of the best is what I'm saying is she talked about not doing it unless she was all in. You know, she wasn't, she wasn't putting a toe in the water to see how she felt. And, you know, I was going to manipulate this workout and then I had to go to this photo shoot and I had to, yeah. she's like, I'm either in or I'm out, like all in. And I think that's pretty cool to, to hear somebody that's been on the national team for 15 years. And I think we can learn a lot from that, especially, you know, the, like I said, a lot of us athletes are wanting to be pro and it's very difficult to year, year after year, make it onto that team. And, um, she's someone that we can certainly learn from. So it's pretty cool. And then. And then there's that. So I don't know. Um, I just appreciate the fact that Kyle, you know, you talked about, I think you've said this on Twitter and, and you and I have gone back and forth about this is like, you're a voice in swimming. Now, Sonny, you're a voice in swimming. Now we are a voice in swimming. There used to be a situation where it was like very little. I mean, you got, you got um, pull buoy on here. I mean, you're a voice in swimming. Come on, mate. Like, you know, so it's like, we're a community right here. There we go there's a voice in swimming. Like we're a community and we all have our own voice. We don't have to just go to one source anymore. We don't have to rely on a, 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 you know, a certain other news organization to get our news, right? Like Kyle is like a, a legitimate leader in the world of swimming when it comes to it's like the Twitter. Adam Schefter of swimming. <laughs> breaking news well, he, he had a bad take recently i mean i learned so much from your twitter i learned so much from watching sunny's vlogs and i mean it's just like it's cool that we're we're our own little community and we're not working against each other we're all for each other we're here on this platform trying to pick each other up trying to lift each other you know i'm talking about my podcast but i'll gladly talk about kyle's twitter i'll gladly talk about sunny's vlogs like we're all part of the one community and i think that's the message is like it's great that we have a community now. Let's 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 be positive. Let's pick each other up. Sure, there's going to be times where we talk about things that are going to be controversial, or uncomfortable, or not everyone's going to agree with, or we might have an opinion that might you know might create some sort of whatever. But like at the at the same time, we're all trying to be very positive and pick swimming up. So I, I think it's a it's a great thing that we're doing here. You know? Yeah. No, I appreciate Thanks. that. Um, but. The most fun thing that's actually happened to me recently is like, I don't really break a ton of news, but I got a couple tips. So I, I broke a couple things and uh, the uh, Louisville coach moving over to Notre Dame. Uh, I had a Louisville swimmer DM me afterwards and he was like, how the hell did you, you do that? We just found out about that. Um, and then we started talking just about like how he saw him as a coach. And he was just talking about, I mean, couldn't say enough good things about him. Mm -hmm. and was just bummed that he was leaving. And I think it's fun for for me, um, selfishly, to be in a position where I can break news and then have swimmers from those programs feel comfortable reaching out and talking about it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think, you know, as a major news outlet, you know, you're going to get kids reaching out to you going, man, I love this guy. You know, it's a bummer. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see what he does at Notre Dame and then have that discourse back and forth. So, I mean, that's... 
that's been a cool thing. I don't think I really want to make my thing breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, but no, I mean, it's, it's fun to watch the, the commentary around the sport grow. And so hopefully every year, you know, when we have these big meets, we can keep growing personalities. We can keep adding personalities. Um, I'm with you. The more personalities we have in this space, the more options people have to go grab content, learn about the sport, learn about new names, um, and then start, you know, becoming fans of those names. I think like the really the next phase in swimming, I think, is people becoming hardcore fans of specific swimmers. You know, when Phelps mm-hmm. was here, everyone was a fan of Phelps. So it was really the first time in swimming where people could just go all in on an athlete sit there on the edge of their seat and like wear a shirt with Phelps's face on it. I think, you know, if we mm. have, if we have 10, 15 of those guys, you know, then we've got people that are fans of rivals and it's like FMOVA and King and like all that sort of thing. You know, I think, you know, the more people we get online talking about stuff, you know, talking about who these athletes are, why you should like them and people really get to attach themselves to them. Like Sonny's doing with LaClo, you know, we've got mm. a bunch of people that are getting on that train and other watch him differently at Worlds. So, I mean, it's all about convincing not even just young swimmers too, you know, former swimmers mm. to latch onto these personalities and like make it a part of their persona. You know, you've yeah. got people that are, um, I'm an Astros fan, that might piss some people off, but you've got people that are Astros fans. That's their persona. You know, if you can make someone a Michael Phelps fan and that's a part of their persona, or I mean, you've got Dressel now, Ledecky, you know, you've got these big names. And so, yeah, I love it. Long-winded way of just saying. Well, my message, my message, and all that, Kyle, is you don't have to go to one place to get your news anymore. You don't have to go to one place yep. to be the source of swimming. We got Sunny, we got Kyle, we got the swim nerd here. We got plenty of different options. We got Paul Bowie over in uh, UK. So, like, lots of places Brett, you can Brett, go Brett, to get quality. Mm. It's Paul Boy. We're in the UK, so they're Paul Boy. We're not Bowie. Paul Bowie. Listen, oh, boy. I'm coming live from Delaware. I got a cowboy hat on. <laughs> They're a British, British horse. You know, we've got, to, we've got to respect the pool boy. Pool boy. All right. Well, then just put yeah. OY and just take the U out of it all together. Come on. Confusing. Pool boy. Listen, in Australia, it's pool boy. And for some reason, the US convinced me that it was a whole new word. And now it's in my vocabulary. I can't even get it out yeah, anymore. They, so. they appreciate it. Look, they appreciate me standing up for them in the comments. Too right, no, pool no, boy. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. All right, pool boy. Like I was growing, I grew up on pool boy, so I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I've been Americanized. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, guys. I got to run. This has been fun. Another great one. Great stuff, guys. Let's get Good pool to see boy you guys. on here next week. All right. Hey, sign up it. for the newsletter. We just put it out in the uh, in the chat. Newsletter. New newsletter. Here we go. Sign here up. We go. Newsletter. Boom. Get on yeah. that. Chat it all up. Right. Newsletter. We'll see you next week. Get yourself Good a boy. shirt.